Welcome back to another Courtney Nell on the podcast episode. Today I have another guest and I'm so excited to share with you. So this is Laura and I'm going to hand it straight to Laura. She is going to tell you everything about herself. Hello everyone. I'm Laura. Thank you so much, Courtney, for having me in this space. For me, it's such an honor to be part of a women's community um, of self-awareness and connections with ourselves. Uh, so first of all, a big thank you. Um, so yeah, I'm Laura. I'm 36 years old. I'm originally from Argentina. And we met with Courtney through my work, which is I craft ceramic pieces with boobies or yonis to celebrate womanhood, diversity, and body neutrality. That's a little bit of what I do and how we met. Yes. So I came across Laura, you came up in my feed, in my Instagram feed, and I am just about to do a Yoni masterclass. So I don't know if somewhere in my social media or the interwebs, I have absolutely no idea. Somebody was listening (laughs) and your beautiful ceramics came up. And I had never seen anything like it before. I was like, this is such an energetic alignment for me to see your absolutely stunning ceramics. I just was like, this is, this is me all over. I I couldn't believe Um, the timing of it as well. Like as I'm focusing more on Yoni and um, teaching women about, you know, that particular sacred part of their body and then to be studying Yoni mapping as well, I just couldn't. Couldn't believe that somebody had got what was in my head into a beautiful ceramic. So to have to have met you through there and to see your work was was just it was divine timing. So I know that my audience, whenever I share that I'm having a coffee, everyone's obviously the same. But I have another ceramic mug that I've been using until the one that I purchased from you arrives. But I would love it if you could just describe um, the particular style of what you offer, the ceramics that you make to my beautiful audience. Yes, of course. So basically what I do is I try to craft pieces that um, have to be used or I intend to be used as a tool to connect with yourself as a woman in the now, in a little moment of your daily life as it is to grab a cup of coffee, grab a, a cup of tea or any drink of your of your preference. I actually think that you talked about it in one of your episodes. There's a one three minute tip episode that you had. Yeah. That you said something about um, feeling worthy and giving you space to uh, do things that you actually like. And one of mm-hmm. these things could be to choose a mug that that you like and use it on a daily basis instead of leaving it for special occasions. And that's exactly the concept of the free nip. It's basically a humble intent to create a piece that would be a connection with your sensations in the now. So it tries to fight this engagement by connecting you with your sensations, physical sensations that will help you to slow down your your brain. That's the idea of it. Um, so through a tiny moment of your day, because we all live very hectic lives and it's very hard to find spaces in, in our daily activities where we can slow down, think a little bit how we are, how we feel. And this is a tiny moment that we all enjoy on a daily basis. So why not using something that you know that has been crafted with that intention? So when you use it, you are feeling that intention. 
because I am a firm believer that things transmit the energy that they have been created with. So if I create something with the intention of slowing your brain down and feel mm. and make you feel connected with yourself in the now, you're actually going to feel that when you use it because you know that that was the intention behind it. So that's a little bit what I do. I chose to put boobies or yonis in, in my pieces because body image and yeah, all body related matters. There are something that touches me deeply. I've struggled all my life with body image and my body perception. So when I discovered uh, ceramics and I decided to do these uh, body pieces, I felt that it was a beautiful way to show diversity and acceptance. So all my pieces are one of a kind. There's not one that looks like the other. They can be similar in shape, but there's not a repeated uh, pattern on them. So they're all one of a kind. And basically the concept behind that, it's our diversity. We as women are one of a kind. Our bodies are all different, but we are all worthy. We are all deserve, we all deserve this moments of self-care and self-love. So that's a little bit why I chose uh, the shapes that I chose and, and, and the art that I do. I think you, you touched on it so perfectly because like growing up as women, there is so much pressure to look a particular way and to think a particular way, to speak a particular way. And like, there's no, like, there's the expectation that we all look the same. And then even in things like porn or anything like that, there's this real like um, doctored view of what someone's yoni looks like or perfect boobs. Like, so then when you look at yourself and if you don't look like that perfect image, that Photoshopped version of either a yoni or boobs, you think there's something wrong with you. And I think that's why for me, when I see work like yours and I'm like, oh, I can feel like the warmth in my heart when I look at it because I'm like, this is exactly what we should be doing. It's celebrating how unique we all are. Like you can go and look at, you know, glossy magazines of boobs or anything like that. And you'll see most of the time everyone looks the same. And that's why we have those issues come up where it's like, well, I don't feel quite at home in my body and I'm not accepting what I have because it looks different to what everyone else has. And so I think that was like another part of when I came across your page and I'm like, everyone's yoni is so different and everyone's boobs are so different and to truly be able to celebrate that is magnificent but then to be able to do that in your own home and have that really nice reminder when you're having a coffee I'm like that's <laughs> even that's, better <laughs> that's like that's taking it to the next level that is like oh yes. the ultimate appreciation and it's like it's that really nice place of like you're anchoring into something that you're so passionate about. Like as women, we don't get encouraged to celebrate being a woman. And this is this whole movement that I feel like I'm, I'm moving with at the moment is it's like you don't get celebrated when you get a period and you don't you don't celebrate these things of like, you know, when you go through either a pregnancy or, you know, big hormonal shifts, like people don't celebrate that. It's more of this like what an inconvenience this is like getting older, how inconvenient my boobs are saggy and, you know, all these things. And those are definitely like, I think particularly with the boobs as well. Like I had implants put in last year. Cause I was like, I just, I don't identify with my body the way that it looks. And I, I definitely had so much stuff to work through. And there's like, 
I think implants was always something that I was like, I really, I feel I want this because that's what a womanly body means to me. And even getting them in, I'm like, there's still work that I do on my body of just accepting what, what I feel as a woman, but also it just being something for me. And I know one of the conversations that came up when I was getting, you know, just before my surgery, people like, oh, like, you know, your husband's doing this. And I was like, no, no, this is actually absolutely nothing to do with him. This is me as a woman feeling proud of how my body will look. Like I breastfed two, two bubbies, um, you know, weight loss, all of these things. And now I just want to perk them up to feel good about myself again. Like that's my reasoning. But to compare, sometimes I think people have like a real like insecure feeling about their body or they want to change it because somebody else's opinions. But I love, I love how your work just celebrates the uniqueness. Like how did you, how did you decide to go like, cause like your ceramics are stunning and they would be stunning on their own, but to have your knee or to have boobs, like it, it just makes it that incredibly beautifully unique next level next level, like a gift or something. Like, I mean, I bought it for me, like from me for me, because I think I want to appreciate it for me. But tell me, how how did you get into boobs and yonis? Like, yonis. As your particular, your particular niche, how did you decide this is what I want to do all day? Yes. Okay. So to answer that question, I have to go back a little bit to my childhood. Um, so basically, I was born in a fat body. I have always been fat, a fat person. And not only I was a fat person, but I was also flat chested. I also (laughs) had breast implants. (laughs) Uh, I was flat chested terribly. So my image was very, very masculine through my childhood. And basically when you take up more space than what society entitles to, Mm -hmm. what ends ends up happening is that you start to learn that you need to diminish yourself to compensate for that extra space that you're taking. At least this was my personal experience. I'm not saying this to generalize, but it was my experience that led me to to what I do, sorry. Um, So basically what happened is that to to, to compensate, I start to diminish myself. I start to Um, I became a people pleaser. I became someone completely detached from my emotions, my feelings, my sensations. So I would say that detachment is the constant that manifested through different areas of my life through the years. Mm -hmm. And connection is exactly what the free nip is all about. So it's Mm -hmm. basically a way to contradict and unlearn everything that I learned through the years as a person that takes up more space than what I should. Yeah. What I should between brackets. I'm, I don't know if yeah, there's yeah, anything yeah. in the podcast, no. but I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing brackets quotes. with my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, w- the two things, uh, basically what happened is that because I wouldn't fit in the norm of what it was considered to be a woman, I was born in Argentina. Argentina, it's um, in Buenos Aires, which is the city where I'm from. Um, We have a society that is extremely appearance-based, but extremely. Uh, Being thin, it's everything. Uh, And being fat on the opposite, it's pretty much the last step of the ladder, (laughs) Mm. Um, especially in the 90s and 2000s, which is the the time that I grew up. Uh, 
So basically, I would perceive myself as someone that wouldn't fit into the womanhood norm. So I started to enter into a, a big crisis with my womanhood. I, I would not recognize myself as a woman. Um, one thing was being flat-chested uh, flat in a big body that would make me look very masculine. And the other one was uh, related with sexual pleasure. And that's where the yonis come into play. So when you are detached from your emotions, your feelings, your uh, the things that give you pleasure, the things that give you pain, um, sexuality and sensuality are areas that they are very hard to explore. Um, yeah. There's a lot of embarrassment, a lot of shyness, a lot of um, guilt, feeling of being ridiculous. All these things that they come into play and sort of bombard your mind to tell you that that's not okay. That's not something that you are supposed to do. You're not worthy enough of those things. Mm -hmm. So when you grow up like that, um, you sort of learn that these areas, they, they don't belong to you. Your yeah. uh, women are on one side of the street and you are on the other one. Uh, but at the same time, you want to belong to the other side because you know that you are a woman, but you just don't feel it. So basically, after many years of, of struggling with, with what I want uh, in terms of uh, work and what to dedicate my time to, I found ceramics and I found the free nip. So shortly after starting to do ceramics, I decided that boobs and yonis were the exact representation of everything that happened to me through the years. Um, so that's why I decided to do cups with them. So it, it's not a random choice. It, it is mm -hmm. actually deeply embedded in my soul. Yeah. That to me, it was, uh, it came through the experience of living the world as a fat person but to other women can come from the experience of living the world as a mother. For you, for example, mm -hmm. I know that you work in the, in the police force. So maybe in that area that was super male dominated, you were not able yeah. to express your womanhood. Oh, absolutely so not. <laughs> exactly. So each of us have their own um, path. Mm -hmm. of repression that we need to break in order to find ourselves in our womanhood. Um, yeah. For me, breasts and yonis are a perfect representation of what I've been through. Uh, yeah. But I think every woman can connect to what I'm trying to transmit in their own way. Oh my so goodness. that's why. I'm, I'm certain every woman is going to be able to relate to this. Like I know the moment that people hear this podcast and they hear you speak and hear how passionate you are, they're going to resonate with it even more because we're not celebrated in the way that we should be in our uniqueness, how we look and how we show up. It's, it's more like exactly like you're saying, it's like you're repressed in a way, whether or not it's for a body image piece or how loud you speak or how much space you take up or what your hair looks like, like you're judged for it. Like you and then as a result, you learn that and you start to judge yourself. And then we get to this face and like, I definitely feel, I don't know if it's like when I, I started to like have kids or after that, leaving the place, it's just like this place where you're kind of like, no, I really like that part of me. Like I really love that woman part of me. That's not something that I want to feel shame around or that I'm going to continue to 
um, not identify properly with. And I think that's why like with you, we are both so passionate about women understanding and just feeling at home in their own bodies and creating that really good connection again, because it's like, you can celebrate how you look and you can celebrate how you feel. You don't have to look like everybody else to be worthy. And I think that was one of the big messages that I took when I like completely binged through your entire page and looked at everything. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I like, I think I was looking at some of your seriously old posts by, <laughs> by the time I was done. I was like, I adore everything. Hence why I reached out um, to see if you'd be interested in talking yeah. in my podcast. Like, was there something that for you that you like a moment or um like a particular experience or a conversation when you were just like, oh, like I've just, I've had enough. Like I really want to start accepting myself or I'm on a journey to accept myself. Like, was there a moment where somebody said something or a workplace that you were in? Because um, like to to grow up in a body that you're like, oh, I like don't fully love to now being embracing it and teaching other women to do it for like the way that you are. Or was it sort of like a gradual thing where you've just like, oh, fallen into what you're doing now and you're like, I, I'm exactly where I should be? No, no. Well, everything is gradually, but I, but I do, uh, I can't tell you a specific time. So basically, um, I formed myself academically in communications and advertisement after changing careers a million times. You will see through my life and my life choices, these disengagement that manifested in different ways one was not to know what to do professionally so I changed (laughs) careers many times so after I finished my degree I wanted to travel to Australia it was my dream to come here to Australia so I did I came to Australia in 2014 I started to look for jobs in what I had studied but because uh, of visas and mostly because of a lack of self-esteem that uh, prevents me from pursuing with resilience the search of a proper job, um, I end up working in hospitality for many years. I have nothing against hospitality as an industry. Uh, Mm. It's just that for me, what it did for me uh, through the years ended up in a big crisis with myself that led to the free nip. Why I'm saying this? Because for a person that is disengaged with their um, emotions and feelings, especially body feelings, sensations, hospitality is a deadly combo because basically not only it's an industry that is focused on external factors, you're always thinking of the other person disregarding what you are feeling, because obviously as customer service, mm-hmm. the yeah. customer is always first. So it doesn't matter who you are, what you're feeling in that moment. What matters is that you provide excellent customer service, which is perfectly fine. Eh? I'm not saying anything against customer service. I think Australian customer service is awesome. <laughs> uh, but to me, as a disengaged person, it sort of increased my disengagement. Mm-hmm. So that was first. And the second was working in such a fast-paced environment. When you work so fast, you have zero awareness of what's happening within. You you just don't have the time or space to feel what's happening with your body, with your head, with your spirit. There's just not space. And if you're lucky enough to feel it, you have to hide it because you need to perform. So basically what happened is that for me, because of my disengagement, it came a time where I sort of collapsed. 
I just, I lost track of who I was. And I went into quite a depression, to be honest, of, of feeling in a, in a big crisis with myself of saying, I just cannot stand one more day of, of not knowing who I am. So then what happened is that the world was on fire because of COVID. <laughs> but for me, <laughs> uh, lockdown, the lockdown gave me the opportunity to stop. Um, which is something that it was magical, to be honest, because I was forced to do it. And in that time, it was okay to do it because th there was a permission to do it because yeah. there was no other option. So I was forced to slow down. And the first week I probably binged Netflix <laughs> and the yeah. second week um, something sparked in my head and I said, okay, maybe now is the time to start building the workshop of your dreams, which is something that I have been pushed, 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 procrastinated about. So I slowly start to build this workshop. I slowly start to create things. And then I never look back. It was, yeah, this feels right. Why it feels right? Because it's the opposite to the disengagement. It was something that allowed me to slow down, to work, uh, with awareness, to work consciously, to be mindful of what I was doing, to be able to work with um, silence or music if I prefer to, but not with the contamination of noise that you work in hospitality environments. So my brain naturally and slowly started to calm down. And that allowed me to express my creativity and myself in different ways. Uh, so that was the, the exact moment to answer your question. It was a progression of my, my years, mm -hmm. um, but the exact moment was lockdown. Funny, isn't it? Because sometimes you just, like you mentioned in there about permission. And I think as women, for some reason, if we slow down, we think that like we instinctively think that we're being lazy because I, I, yeah. I just that's commonly what we're, we're so often told. Like if you slow down, you're being lazy or if you're unproductive, like oh, you're being lazy. And that is such a strong message. Like I don't know if men get the same one, but for me, like women, and when I speak to women and I work with clients, they're like, oh, I can't have a day off. And most of my clients are self-employed business women. So when I talk to them and I'm like, your self-care, like what does your self-care ritual look like? And like, sure, you can go for a walk or go to the gym or like it's the, the gentle things. But I'm like, when do you take a day off? Like where you completely disconnect from work, like when you're not replying to emails and you're not on your socials or you're not like thinking, making notes about what to do next. And that to them still feels like a really scary thing to do. It's like, oh, I, I don't know if I can. And I'm like, you have full permission like I can give you permission, but you need to give yourself permission to have a day off as well. It's not lazy to like recharge yourself. Like you will be more productive when you do. And that's, that's when you, when you start to slow down like that, you can actually hear what your body's telling you. Like when you can actually connect in with yourself, you can hear your intuition better. If it's saying, no, no, we, we can't be hustling today. This is a slower paced day or my gut doesn't feel good about that. And I think that's when you slow down as a woman, you get like that real, oh, okay. I can actually hear what my inner voice is saying instead of it being like, um, 
you know, like societal pressure to always be doing something or societal pressure to, to lose weight or to train harder or to earn more money, you can sort of get swept up in that because it's, it's easy. And I say that again with air quotes, because it's like, that shit's hard, but that's what's expected of us. That's what's expected of women to be like, well, you need to be hustling and you need to be working really hard and work has to be a grind and you have to do it all. It's like, no wonder everyone feels so burnt out. And like you're saying, disengage from their body. Like this is this massive scary Because when you slow down and as you say, you give permission to feel, sometimes the feelings that they're going to come up to surface, they're not very pleasant feelings. Maybe you're not happy with your routine. (laughs) You're not happy with your job. You're not happy with a relationship. I don't know, but maybe they're not pleasant feelings. So to give yourself permission to feel also comes in hand with being responsible for those feelings. So there's something you're going to have to do about them. So sometimes we trick our brains with very fast-paced routines to avoid, from, to prevent us from feeling. Um, so we get that kick, dopamine kick from the fast-paced routine mm-hmm. where, you know, we don't stop. We are extremely efficient. We are extremely productive. But then when we slow down, everything comes up and it's extremely overwhelming. So, yeah, it's so important to do it. because How do you manage when that stuff comes up? Do you have, do you have your own sort of like um, rituals or something that you do when you're like, oh, I'm feeling like either overwhelmed or I'm having these thoughts. Like, do you have something, a strategy that you use that you feel like this is a really good outlet for me to like feel through the feelings and then move in a pretty, like a kind of positive direction with them, like either learn the lessons from them or just feel them and then just sort of move on like how do you process that yeah so um I come from a place um where I am navigating the journey I don't still consider that I have all the tools to navigate these overwhelming feelings Uh, I still struggle with overwhelming Mm. moments Um, I tend to get very anxious sometimes and I tend to overthink a lot so for me it's a big deal what I do that it really helps me, it's I always start start my days with walks in the nature. I have mm. a dog uh, that forces me to do it. But I actually <laughs> yes. take this moment on a daily basis. I go maybe for one hour on a daily basis to the woods. There's a little forest here close to my, to my house. And I use that time to, to slow down, connect with nature, no music, no headphones, just be embedded in the sound of the birds, the sound of the trees. And this really helps me to set up the mood for the entire day. I find that when I don't do it for some reason, first of all, my dog is going to be mental, but secondly, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> secondly um, I find that those, those days I tend to be more anxious. My brain tends to work faster. Instead, when I go, um, I always, I'm in peace, I'm I'm quiet, I'm okay, Mm. so I can start the day differently. Another thing that I do is to do pottery. Uh, It's something that sounds silly, but it's actually very, very therapeutic because Mm. to be able to succeed at pottery, to put it in, in, in words, you need to work slow. And you need to be present and you need to be aware of your movements. You need to be aware of the hand positioning. Um, You need to be aware of your back, how you're seated. Um, 
you just need to be there. And in order to do that, you need to slow down. So mm. when I am very anxious, uh, yeah, I just throw pots. <laughs> oh, I love That's- it. It's just funny. It's funny you say that because we there's a particular place in Coffs that does ceramics as well. And I've said to my husband for a couple of months now, I'm like, as a date day activity, let's go and do this. I think it'll be perfect. Um, just just something completely different and just something like, I mean, we're both two ex-police officers. So for us being in the doing and very efficient and very task orientated, that was our way of life for such a long time. Um, and we like both thrived off that, like two people in a house who could get shit done really quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it takes more effort for us to slow down. Um, and not be so task orientated. And that's so like, it's so beautiful that you say that. Cause I'm like, Oh, pottery sounds like something that you just, you can't be anywhere else. Like, like I think that was my, that was why I was interested in yoga. And that's why I went and, um, became a yoga instructor because I'm like, you can't be anywhere else other than where you are. And that's one of the things that I found fascinating about like even yoga, the postures, you can get into a posture, no problems, but to actually be in, be in the posture and not just do the shape and concentrate on all the little micro movements that you make and all your little like mini muscles, you actually can't be anywhere else because you won't be doing it, you know, to its full expression and you won't be doing it in the way that it's supposed to look. And I just, I think that's really important when you say that you're like, you, you actually have to be present with it because in so many things that we do, you're doing 50,000 things at once, or you're like mentally thinking about your to-do list, or you're like, oh, what time is it? What do I have to do over there? And did I finish that list? And have I got this finished? Do I need to book the car for Reggio? Like you're constantly running through a checklist of things that you need to do. So having something where you're so fully present, and I think that comes out in your beautiful work because it does, like it, feels like it's made with complete love and attention and like that's what we need more of like women who who have who give the time and the love and attention to things and and are happy to share with other women because I think that's the space that you and I are both in it's like we can share this and it's one of those energies that it's like the more you share it the more you'll cultivate it's not definitely that real scarcity vibe it's like and that's what I'm really feeling the more that I move into you know the like a connection with the spiritual self and the women that I get to meet now and how we just really thrive really quickly and really easily I'm like oh this is such a beautiful connection like it's taken me to my 30s to find like that really instant like oh my god I meet you know making friends as an adult is so tricky but it's so um, tricky yeah it's so hard yeah but to to connect like this work and to be on the same path with like-minded women it's like you just you you automatically feel at home I don't know. Like yeah. I find that with my clients that like when I work with them, I'm like, oh, this is really great. Like to, to be giving a gift of like the knowledge that I've had and to be able to share that and to, to make it accessible and not something too far away that people just can't digest it anymore. Like I, do you feel like the same with your clients? Like, do you have oh, yeah. with your customers, do you have conversations and stuff? Cause they're like, like, I know everything is online. Like, it's not like you have a physical shop front that I can go and just like be with you, but how, how does that go for you? No, I think uh, the, this subject that you're touching, it's, it's basically the most important of it all because what we are both doing is 
trying to create a community, a, a safe space of representation for women um, that to me is the most important thing of our, our works, of, of, of what we can do. There's, um, I always quote this word from um, African tribes that it's Ubuntu, the word, which is a concept that means um, basically community, that it means that my identity, it's my identity because we are as a community. So I am who I am because we are who we are. And it's basically a relationship that, um, it's a feedback, right? Between mm -hmm. who I am and who we are. And I think that throughout the past, we women lack representation or lack safe spaces where we felt heard, listened and, and, and safe. Mm -hmm. So what happens is that when you have um, unhealthy habits or you're feeling down or you're feeling that you need a little push, you know, to keep moving with your life. Uh, sometimes you you need to fight those demons in your head, but it comes a time where where your own strength is not enough. So you try mm -hmm. to reach out and find tools outside of yourself. And if you lack of those spaces of representation of those communities that can lend you a hand when you need it, you are navigating your head with your own demons, and it's very yeah. hard to get out of there. So basically, what we are doing, what we are trying to do, and many other women, it's building these communities where we are saying to all of us, it's okay. We are okay. We are mm -hmm. together. We can go through everything together. If you are lacking encouragement, I'm going to give you that encouragement. I don't know you personally, but I'm here. I will give you that encouragement because that's what we need with yeah. one another. So community is the biggest thing. It's the most important thing. And I'm so thankful to live in an era where building communities, it's so easy thanks to social mm -hmm. media. We can fight against the algorithm and whatever, but we have to be very thankful to live in a time where it's so easy to reach people. And just by putting out your work, like-minded people find you. Yeah. Uh, just by existing. And that's wonderful. That, that's amazing. And with the free nip, what happened is that this community built very strongly since the beginning. And that's what shocked me. Uh, it's something that I, I'm very proud of being a part of because yeah. it's not about clients that buy your pieces. It's about people that are supporting a community. That's the yeah. whole point of it. It's not me making ceramics as a living of course it is but the deeper sense and and feeling of it all it's building a community of women who are trying to slow down and connect with themselves and that's amazing that we yeah. are able to create this um that to me is amazing uh, and it's the same for you, like people, women listen to your podcast or getting your coaching sessions and you feeling that you're helping women and supporting them to grow. It's such an amazing feeling to be able to, to use your time to impact someone else's life in that way. I, I absolutely love it. And I think when you, when you find your message and your purpose and you're so passionate about it, it just, it lights you up in such a beautiful way that people can't help but want to be in your energy. And mm. it's not, it's not something tangible that you can, 
you can, it's, it's just, it's an energy. It's something like, oh, what, what's she doing? Cause she's so comfortable in her skin and her voice and her truth and all of these things. It's like, you can't help, but want to be in that. And I think that's um, something that we, like, as women, it can be feared because it's like, oh, you're going to be labeled something by somebody who doesn't understand it. And it's like, oh, that gets thrown around a lot for women. It's like, oh, you're just being moody or you're being a bitch. And it's like, can't she just be her exactly mm-hmm. as she is? However, that expression is like, like that should just be enough. But I, I, it almost feels like the bar is higher for women to be a particular standard and to not have like that full spectrum of emotions that, you know, human beings have because those are unsexy feelings or those aren't positive. Like, shouldn't she be smile smiling? Like, Oh my goodness. The amount of times that, you know, you get that. Like I definitely remember it being um, in the police force, right? Cause so constantly on the front line and you're constantly interacting with people and even at certain jobs, it would be like, Oh, smile, sweetheart. And it's like, are you fucking kidding? Like you've had no yeah. idea what job I've just been to or what I'm feeling or what it feels like to tell somebody that their loved ones just passed away because of, you know, a tragedy. Like I don't feel like smiling in this moment. And I think that that should be okay. Like I'm still incredibly professional and I do a great fucking job, but no, no, my heart doesn't want to smile. Cause I've just had to do something really disastrous. Like, let me just have the space to think that like, I'm talking in like in the workplace, like in an environment where I'm not not around that general public. It's like we should be supporting each other to to feel whatever it is that we want to feel. And I think like to bring us back to how everything relates to your body and how you're feeling about your body. And a lot of my message, like when I first started out and left the place and I was trying to work out exactly which direction I wanted my coaching business to be, because I'm like, Life coaching as a general, yeah, I definitely, I can touch anything, no problem. And I'm like, I feel like my message runs a lot deeper. It's like women, yep. And then it sort of was like, yes, definitely just women. And then I'm like, it drove even deeper. And it's like, no, it's the way that we show up as women. It's how we are in relationships and how we are in our sex lives and how we are just in our bodies as they are like self-pleasure and pleasure and sex and desire. It's, it's all of that. It's like that real fine part of being a woman that there's not a lot of support for. And I think you like, you're not, I know I, I, I just, I can see how, how women struggle to show up as women, like, especially when we're trying to be men so often and trying to do things a masculine way or to just like rush through something like rush through a to-do list. And it's like, well, I want to give this a little bit more care and attention, or I don't feel like I want to rush that. And I think like that's why, like accepting your body and accepting the process of like aging or fluctuating weight or your gut health. Like these are all things that it's like, okay, I'm going to take the time now to focus on these things. And just in celebrating that, like, like, do you, do you find that with body image as well? Like, it's just, um, you, the clients, like your customers, are they looking for something to help them connect better to, to just their bodies? I don't know if it's to their bodies, but I think to, 
to their spirits. Mm -hmm. I think people are looking for a connection with their emotions that of course comes through physical sensations because that's the way we perceive the world. But at the end of the day, I think that what we need is a connection with our emotions. Um, but it does have to do a lot with body image, definitely, definitely. And the, the subject of sexuality that you are um, diving into and, and, I don't know, yoni mapping for me is something amazing. I'm so looking forward to, to actually do it. Um, for me, it's so out of have my you, you've, zone. you've heard of yoni mapping before? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of yoni mapping, but it's something that it's so out of my comfort zone uh, because of what I said before. There's a lot of shame in me mm. with everything sexual. It doesn't mean that I'm not a sexual person. It just means that it's very hard for me to show it and to explore it. Um, so it's something that it's there, you know, that I'm like, ah, I, I, I will do it. I will do it. So I'm, yeah, I'm actually looking forward. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is that everything in regards of sexuality, I think, is the root that will help women to connect with themselves. Not because it's the only thing important, but because the way you perceive pleasure and allow yourself to receive pleasure will say a lot about the relationship and the permissions that you give yourself as a woman. I personally am exploring this as a newbie. Uh, as I said, for me, there was a lot of repression because of my body image issues. Uh, but it's something that is helping me so much to connect with my womanhood. And thanks to that, I think that I'm progressing. So for me, I applaud your intent to, 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 to explore these matters because I think it's the route to, to help women. Yes. How do you feel like you're exploring it as a newbie? Like what sorts of things um, do you, how do you feel like you're sort of dipping your toe back into finding your sexuality? Like, do you have certain go-tos or is it just more of like an attitude of like, oh, I'm, I'm more open to this, or I'm reading about that, or I'm interested in trying, you know, this particular approach. Like, how do you, how do you personally work, work with yourself with that? At the moment, um, as I said, I'm a newbie. So what mm. I am doing is reading a lot about, uh, conscious sex and tantric sex that's mm -hmm. what I'm starting to get into um, which for me it's a way of practicing pleasure in a mindful way so yeah. when you are disengaged with your body what happens is that when you have sex or you explore your sexuality you do it sort of automatically it doesn't mean that you don't feel pleasure but you sort of it's not conscious it's it's mm. it, you're not very aware of what actually gives you pleasure, what doesn't give you pleasure. Your, your mind, it's, it's not really there. Um, so I think that these practices on the opposite hand help you to be present. Uh, so I'm starting to navigate these waters. I'm gathering a bit of courage to do uh, tantric workshops. I'm trying to convince my partner to do them with me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is, yeah, this is something that I'm, that I'm slowly getting into. Um, 
I have in my head as well to do some boudoir photography. There is yes. a an amazing woman um, that she has a boudoir photography studio here in New South Wales. Uh, she's called the Raven Studio. Uh, she's a follower of the Free Nip since the beginnings. She's amazing, and she has been quite a an encourager for me to. to I'm do gonna have to like check this. her out because I've said oh, yeah, to my husband, awesome. "I'm like, I'm ready for a boudoir." A photo shoot I'm, I'm ready but I'm like it just exactly like you're saying it needs to be the right person I'm gonna yeah. I'm, I'll check her out I'll be like, Laura Laura told me about to you I'm gonna go I'll and check send you the out. link oh no <laughs> she's 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 lovely so uh, that as well it's another tool that I have there to reach mm. out when I'm when I'm ready for it and then I'm starting to dance a little bit more by myself alone in my house um obviously then there's the self-care practices like doing your hair or putting mm-hmm. a little bit of makeup these little things that make you feel more sensual uh but in terms of actually sexuality yeah those things tantric uh, sex um boudoir and dancing uh, what about you what do you do uh i what do i do i love the movement but that and singing for me was something that I just didn't didn't explore within myself for a long time. Um, so I sing to my boys and it is terrible, but I love it. Like I sing all the um, nursery rhymes and blah, blah, black sheep and my kids love it. <laughs> so <laughs> they'll, they'll grow up appreciating my tone of voice. Um, dancing is something that I also love. Um, and just around the house, like my like my husband went to uni for music. So he is very uh, music orientated. So for me, I'm like, we always have music on in the house. And I really, I love that sort of style of movement. Um, I do a lot of yoga. Like I studied to do my yoga, like become a yoga teacher. So for me, I find it really easy to put myself through a sequence. And that always brings me straight back into my body because I'm thinking about, I'm really thinking about how my body is feeling in the different postures. And then I feel like, you know, you get get those snow globes and you shake them up and the snow kind of Mm. goes everywhere. And then you have to hold it still enough for it to settle. I feel like that's what yoga does for my thoughts. So it's like, it moves it up enough and it's all shaken, which is just generally living. And then when I slow down enough and I'm like really conscious with where my body is going, it gives me enough time to like slow my thoughts right down that I'm just purely back connected with my body. Um, So for me, that That's I absolutely beautiful. love that. Yeah. And then just a lot of different practices with um that I've been, been exploring. Like I've um, bought a yoni egg about seven years ago now. And after having kids, I just was like, I really am trying everything to like just reconnect with my womb as more than just what's housed baby. So he is my yoni egg and yoni steaming, like those two things are really nice ways that I find rituals to just nourish my sensuality as well as my sexuality. Because I know like a lot of my sexuality, like I feel better in myself, in my sex, in my pleasure and more um present when I feel really good about my body and to feel really good about my body like those feel those are my like real self-care rituals and those are the ones that I do like you know to calm my mind and to calm my spirit and to to really just appreciate me I feel like when I've activated my senses which is my sensual side I feel like my sexual side is like oh okay yeah we're good to go it, it makes me feel 
more alert and more sexual and more interested in different sexual experiences, which I just don't feel like we're encouraged enough as women. And I know definitely. And one thing that you made me now uh, think is that with sexuality, we tend to always think of sexuality uh, in relation to another person. So for example, for me, it's much easier to explore something sexual with my partner. And so that's the space that I would explore the, the pleasure or the sexuality. But all the practices that you're just naming, they have to do with yourself, with your own sexuality. For me personally, that's muddy waters. It's a unknown mm-hmm. territory in terms of, as I said before, my own pleasure, my knowledge of my own body. It's something that I'm starting to navigate right now. So it sounds like, well, I would do that just by myself or maybe it's weird, it's awkward. I'm embarrassed to do it by myself. And I actually think it's amazing um, because I think that if you can embody your own sexuality, of course that you're going to present much better in the encounter with another person and your connection is going to be deeper and more meaningful because you are more connected with yourself yeah. in a more meaningful way. Um, so, yeah, I think it's actually that's the, the path to find these little encounters with your own sexuality instead of worrying about the encounter with other people, um, which for me, it's a, a, a shift on, on the perception of reality because mm. we are so used to being worried about the perception of others. And that's how we define our identity. So making that switch of saying, okay, no, the other doesn't define my identity. It's me. It's me who I have to look at. It's a completely different mindset. Um, So I find amazing to put these little tools because at the end of the day, it's little tools. It's just little things that you can do uh, that will help you um, to bring this mindset alive. Um, So, yeah. Especially with sex, like... I mean, even if you, if you think about um, sex with your partner and if all they wanted to do, like, I mean, if all they were interested in doing was what you wanted to do, you'd get so bored and it would be like, well, I can just have sex with myself then. Yeah, like You, you want to have sex with that other person because you know that they are different to you and they bring different ideas and different ways of touching and kissing and playing. It's like you bring a whole different experience. So without nourishing yourself, if you don't look after yourself so that you can bring your own ideas and creativity and fun and play, it's like it, it'll, it'll fall really flat. And I think that's, that's one of the big things that when I work with clients and um, with women and they're like, Oh, I just, I want to want sex again. And it's like, yeah, cool. Like, like, that's amazing. The fact that you want it. And now we can just work out what else is going on. It's like, well, like what, what is stopping you from enjoying it right now? Just like, besides all of like a workload and having kids and running a business and, you know, life, I've been like, what is stopping you? It's like, well, I don't really enjoy it when I have sex. And it's like, awesome. This is a great place to start. And it's like, well, why don't you enjoy it? Like, what is it that you're looking for when you have sex? It's like, oh, well, I just, I don't, it's not really very fun. And it's like incredible. Now we have a really good place to start just with you. Find out what you like, erotic and non-erotic. Like what makes you feel like 
activated? Like, where do you get enjoyment from? Like, is it doing yoga? Is it going for a run? Is it swimming in the ocean? Is it dancing? Is it literally putting your feet on freshly cut grass? Like what, what really makes you go, oh, I really enjoy this. Is it the smell of like fresh coffee? And then once you can start to turn your mind to look at the things that you enjoy, you can go, oh, okay, I will. Okay, so I I appreciate smells a lot. Okay, how can I bring them into the bedroom? How can I bring that experience into like a partnered pleasure? Okay, well, cool. Let's try incense or scented oils or candles or let's have an aromatherapy bath. Like if that might be your sense that you're like, oh, this this really works to start me. Because I think that's when pleasure starts to come back in. And exactly like you're saying, it, it is about just re, like just finding out, like really just starting. What what do I like? This is all new. Like, what am I open to? What am I looking at exploring? And knowing that you've got these different options because you might not be ready to use them. Like, I know for um, two of the clients that I work with, they've had their, their yoni egg for four years, four and five years, and not touched it. And I'm like, that's fine. Sometimes you just need to see it and become exposed to it before you're ready to touch it, before you're ready to use it. And it's like just knowing that there's different options before you're like, okay, I'm good now. I I think that's the thing. Like just keep exposing yourself to different things helps you rebuild like your sexuality and your sensuality in a way that you're comfortable with, not the same version as your best friend or, you know, Joe blogs down the street. It's like a version that you're comfortable with because if you, you know, are taking on somebody else's sexuality, it's not going to feel like you, like it's not going to feel like you're complete. That's exactly, uh, it's it's so true what you're saying. And I personally experienced that uh, feeling disengaged with your own body and with your own pleasure makes you understand sex in the terms of others so you 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 sort of instead of realizing what is that you want you sort of take what you perceive that others want and you say okay that that must be it that must be that that's what I should uh, feel that's what I should do but then it doesn't feel right (laughs) you are like man I'm not really enjoying this Um, for me it actually happened with my partner at the beginning and it was a learning curve of realizing first it happened and I was like okay and then you feel that you're acting that you're putting Mm -hmm. up a performance right yes Uh, then it came the moment of acknowledging this is a performance this is not me this is not what I what I want to do I don't feel comfortable in this allowing yourself to say that it's a huge thing already because there's a lot of shame in in or you feel guilty in, in in saying something like that. You don't want to make the other person feel bad as well. So there's many things that come into play. And then saying, okay, that's not what I want. I'm going to try something different. And then the magic happens and say, oh yeah, this is something that I enjoy better. So this we can work on here. Doesn't mean that you're not going to do the other things anymore, because as you said, it's an experience that you do, you know, with both parties playing. But you know that what makes you feel good is this, whereas before you didn't know. Um, yeah, it's very important because otherwise you you keep up an act and mm-hmm. and you go farther and farther away from what you actually like. Um, yeah. So it's so important, so important. Uh, could talk, obviously I could talk to you 
all day. <laughs> yeah. But look, I... Ah, yeah, look, you're already past an hour. It went so fast. <laughs> I know. I, I know it goes fast. Is there anything before we wrap up that you just want to let everyone know? Like, I know people, people, I'll put you all your details in the show notes. So the free nip, I will put you in there. But is there anything else that you think from your perspective that is really important that my audience would love to know about the free nip? Something unique, something that makes it so truly special that you just do that you're like, this is... This is why your your products are so incredible and why they meet the right person in the right way. Okay. Um, yes, I would like to finish with a final message, which um, obviously uh, it transmits through the product, but it's more of a concept, which is um, I think that the most important thing that we can learn uh, as people, not only as women, is that when we grow up, we learn some unhealthy habits. We all do it. We have unhealthy mm-hmm. habits that are coping mechanisms to things that we are not yet able to process in a healthy way. Um, so to me, there's two ways of breaking these habits. One is through self-hate, which is what I did most of my life with, in my case, body image. It doesn't work because Mm. even if you treat the symptoms, which in my case was my weight, my system was not healed. The cause Mm. of the symptoms was not healed because the hate was still there. It is very different when we decide to change or to cure the cause because we learn that we are worthy of love and self-care. Then we treat the cause so the symptoms disappear. So that's the journey. And so that's the final message. And that's why I think our communities as women are so important because when we don't feel worthy, the community is there to remind us that we are. And that's pretty much the message that I want everyone to feel when they're grabbing a cup of coffee and drinking from boobies on a daily basis. Yes. <laughs> drinking from boobies or yonis. It yes. Was the yonis after? Was, you a, was, it, was it boobs first and then yonis second? Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Because I've seen boob cups before, but then when I saw the yoni, I was like, oh, this has got my name all over it. <laughs> thank you thank you so much for your time i absolutely love having you you on the show it's incredible and i'm sure my listeners will too so i i will let you know when this goes live and yeah i will just want to thank everyone for listening thank you so much everyone and thank you Courtney, for inviting me it was an honor my pleasure